Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's, What's up, guys? What's going on? Guys. What's up? <laughs> Already going to start I tried with to, that. No, I tried to... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to do it... Uh, synchronized? Yeah, synchronized. Exactly. Okay. Uh, that was you a fail. fail. Yeah. Um, so, West Coast trip. Our favorite Coast? favorite time of the year. Yeah, not really, because... I know, it's terrible. We're past that. We're, I we're, hate I, it. I'm passing out halfway through the game. Yeah, I hate it. Uh... Some uh, guy from Rabbit Habs uh, was talking to me today, and he was asking, what, what could we do? What are some tricks to stay up? And some people were coming up with some things. You know, one guy, uh, one guy uh, recommended drugs. Okay, stay away from those. I uh, don't recommend that. <laughs> another guy said, uh, take a nap. A lot of people saying, taking a nap, coffee. I said, you know what? Watch the game standing up. <laughs> don't cold, sit down. Don't lay down. Watch it standing up. Cold compress on the back of the neck. <laughs> And uh, that's all I got for you. I'm going to end up passing out, but I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. But anyway, today we're going to talk about current events, Habs news. It's the end of an era in Montreal. It has arrived. Uh, Carey Price, is he broken? Can he be fixed? We got the goat and donkeys of the week. We got weekly sports picks. Lizzie is back. And we got so much more. But first, uh, we got to hit it to our sponsors. What if you could listen to what the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time was listening to as he gets focused for the biggest race of his life? What if you could hear what your favorite athlete was listening to while he was warming up catching balls in the end zone, or what that snowboarder was listening to while they were flying 150 feet through the air? What if you could listen to whatever anyone was listening to at the same point in time as them? What if I told you? Now you can. The Sunspot app. Gibby, why don't you tell them about it? Sunspot. Connecting people with creators. Create a playlist, add tracks, share the link, listen to music at the exact same time as your friends. A silent disco for the World Wide Web. No ads, no fees, all yours. Sync, stream, share. Now that was synchronized. There you um, go. So we will have the creator, uh, Bruce Richardson, coming on soon to explain more about the app. It's a new app, so I'm, I'm, I've been getting a lot of feedback. People say they download it. Not much going on yet. But believe me, big changes are coming. There's going to be some uh, offline downloading, so you can download music, listen on the go. There's a whole bunch of new features coming to the app, so just download it on your phone and Wait for the big changes because I'm telling you, this is going to be the next big app. It's going to be the best. It's going to be huge. All right. Now it's time for what has happened since you've been gone or since we've been gone. Since you've been gone. So Viola Irene Desmond, she will be the first Canadian born woman to appear alone on a banknote. It will be the $10 bill. Yeah. That's, uh, that's good pretty stuff. Big. That's pretty big news. No, it is. It is. It is. It's really good stuff. Yeah, good for her. Um, she was like a uh, 
I guess kind of like a civil rights activist, something like that. She was she's kind of like the Rosa Parks of of Canada. Okay, she's a Nova Scotian black woman. She kind of stood up for her rights and refused to leave a place or sit uh, something along those lines. I'm sorry for butchering it, but search her up. Very, it's she's I know she's half uh, she's half black, half white, so she's of mixed descent. And uh, yeah, I think this is a big deal. First yeah, uh, Canadian-born woman to appear alone on a banknote, the $10 step in, bills. Step so. in the right direction. It's huge. Uh, this is sad, man. Comic book icon Stan Lee passes away at age 95. Yeah, he lived a long life, lived a great life. He did. He did. Yeah. But still, the guy's a yeah, legend. It's sad. A lot of people are sad. I mean, I'm going to miss all Who's of gonna it. Who's going to make the cameo? I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. We're going to miss his cameos. And in all the movies, and I, they have to do something. There has to be like a hologram cameo or a picture of him, something in every movie. Like, yeah. it has to be there because, I mean, that was just like such a, a great thing to kind of like everybody would always look for that. So, uh, I mean, just I love all of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. So, I'm just, you know what? I'm just a round of applause for, for uh, Stan Lee and the great life and all the wonderful stuff he leaves behind. Thank you, Stan. The Buffalo Bills, they have finally released quarterback Nate Peterman. They heard E.J. Manuel. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, that, it had to, especially after what uh, Barkley did last week. <laughs> My boy. There's no chance. So, bon voyage, Nate, and good luck in the CFL. Or the, <laughs> what is it? The Stadium League. <laughs> XFL? No, there's like a stadium A new stadium league, league? really? Yeah. That's oh, trash. Or uh, Bikini <laughs> lingerie hey, I wouldn't football, mind seeing lingerie in football. Uh, Des Bryant, uh, his N- he he got signed. His NFL career, everybody was ready for Des to be back, but then, sorry, <laughs> that was bu- <laughs> he uh, tore his Achilles. What a waste of a dollar for my waiver pickup. I had yeah. to drop him right away. Yeah, that was that was terrible. Poor Didn't even guy. get to use him. Poor guy, but. Not all is gone. Not all hope is lost. The Saints have signed Brandon Marshall to a one-year deal, so there's their uh, second decoy. Yeah. Told you he's going to be a decoy. Yeah. But, hey, I think Brandon Marshall has never played a playoff game. Interesting. Maybe he's like the playoff GOAT. This could be him. Like, it's always these unsung heroes. We were talking about that the other day. This could be his uh, opportunity to to really shine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff used... Halle Berry's name as an audible and ended up in a Twitter conversation uh, with the uh, with the actress. Uh, so I got to let me pull that. He was up kicking right some now. game. Yeah, he was kicking some game. So he used it, obviously, like, you know, the uh, Omaha. He used a Halle Berry. And basically what happened was somebody tweeted it out saying Goff used Halle Berry as an audible on the Seahawks Rams game. It's incredible. And then Jared Goff said, it's my favorite play ever. And then Halle Berry tweeted and said, hold up, at Jared Goff at Rams, what is a Halle Berry? (laughs) So, pretty funny. Is there more to it? I don't know. No, actually, I think you kind of reversed it. Someone, I think Halle Berry replied to Goff, and it was like the original tweet, and Goff replied to her saying, it's my favorite play ever. Oh, okay, yeah, I yeah. see that now. Yeah, I butchered that again. Wow, okay. I'm not off to a good start here. It's okay, and, it's uh, okay, I got you. Okay, thank you, thank you for having my back. Uh, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. Oh, Derek, <sighs> Derek, Derek. He spikes the ball on fourth down. <laughs> Bruh. 
<laughs> okay. In the fourth quarter with four minutes left, they're losing the game. Bruh. What is he? <laughs> what is Derek Carr thinking? I don't know, man. And like he had, like he could have. Lo- I saw. I was looking at the play. He had an opportunity to kind of just throw the ball. Who cares if you throw an interception? I mean, at that point, it's fourth down in the fourth quarter with four minutes left. Derek Carr. Man, fourth down. Okay, it's four minutes left. You have it's two scores. Four minutes left. That's more than enough time to score. Shut them down. Come back and try to score it's again. It's fourth down. You're going for it. You're not punting. Spike the ball. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, but th- that play right there just kind of like sums up, sums up the, yeah, sums up the whole season <laughs> of the Oakland Raiders. So it was just fitting. Um, Wayne Gretzky weighed in. Uh, he was at the uh, Hall of Fame awards or the Hall of Fame ceremony yesterday, and they asked him about William Lelander, and he said that uh, he would have been at camp. Kind of yeah. chirping him, huh? Yeah, I'm going to touch on uh, Mr. Billy Nylander in a little bit, but... Man, you know what? For me, I th- I I kind of understand where Willie's coming from. I, I do. I don't I don't think that he's wrong in this. I think that he understands that there's a lot of young stars on that team, and he's going to be the one left behind. I telling you, Pastor Knack right now is looking at his contract and saying I should have signed for more money because he's worth more money. So he's learning from other people's mistakes. That's that's what you do in hockey. So I don't know about Wayne weighing in here. I, I don't know if I agree fully, but maybe you can convince me later on. Yeah. Uh, the World Cup of Hockey must be scheduled by the end of January or it will not happen. Are you a fan of the World Cup of Hockey? That's the one with the North America team. And yeah, well, that's what they introduced last year. Yeah, I'm not a, I wasn't a, I, I'll watch, but I wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was it's, entertaining. Yeah, it was it's hockey. To watch. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather the Olympics and them participate in the Olympics. Yeah, I like the Olympics too. But I mean, if, if we're not going to get the Olympics, at least get that. Agreed. And um, our boy, Gary Bettman. Okay, okay, everybody. Okay, relax, Settle down. Relax, okay. okay. <laughs> the, and the NHL, they reached a settlement of 18922000 in the concussion lawsuit against them. That's approximately $22,000 for each player involved. Jeez. So not a lot of money. A lot of money was spread out in crazy places. I know already Dan, Dan Carcillo kind of spoke out and says he's not accepting it. He's going to take this further. So I don't know, uh, kind of a little uh, convenient that it's settled right before his uh, induction. Yeah, interesting. Speaking of that, congrats to Gary Bettman. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Relax. Okay. So congrats to Gary Bettman, Martin Broder, Martin St. Louis, Willie O'Ree, Jaina Hefford, and Alexander Yakashev on their official induction into the Hockey Hall of Fame. So congrats to them. Well-deserved for all of them. Most of them. Yeah. (laughs) Most of them. (laughs) Who are you hating on? I hate Gary Bettman, but yeah, let's... He's He's done a lot of good things. I think that that's the type of discussion we can have like a Michael Phelps deep dive into yeah. that kind of discussion on uh, we should make that a segment Michael Phelps deep dive yeah okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> um, Tom Wilson man whoa <laughs> Tom Wilson his suspension reduced to 14 games by another arbitrator mm-hmm so no time machine. He uh, he'll get his salary back because he's already sat sixteen games. So yeah, it is what it is. <sighs> so he'll get paid for those two games that he should have played, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Ah, man, I don't know. This is bad. I mean, what's going on? I mean, like, who... Uh, two arbitrators here, like what kind of? I think it was the same guy. But it look, I know, but twice, like I mean, this just it makes the league look bad. It's just like if you're gonna, it's, it it's should not... be like, listen, you put down a suspension, that's it. But then it it's uh, the the players' rights to. It looks bad for everybody because then now if you're the victim, you're like, wow, like this is how it's, I'm gonna be treated. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, they don't care about my health. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's for me. I don't like it. Don't yeah, like I'm not a big fan of it either. But uh, time to move on to some Habs news. What do we got on the docket today, Gibby? All right. Well, Tomasz Plekanec retires from the NHL. Yes, he did. And uh, what a great career he yeah. had. And uh, here's something we put together for him. Offside. So thank you, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Plakanich for everything that he's done. Yeah. What a what a great guy and great career. Great career. And I mean, yeah, it's well, we're gonna talk about it a little bit later. We'll yeah, touch more busy. on it. Uh so another Thomas. Thomas Tatar is quickly becoming a fan favorite in Montreal. Oh man. Uh, I'm sure everybody heard this. Yeah. And this was the highlight Saturday night. That guy's a beauty. Legends. That guy's legends. a beauty. Two legends. Thomas Tatar, wow, what a great, what a way for him to, to uh, you know, have that game against Vegas, get that goal, and it seems like the fans are really starting to love him. Yeah. 
Um, the other side of the trade, Max Pacioretty returned to the Bell Center, but the Knights fall to the Canadians. Thoughts on the ceremony? Um, so, yeah, I thought it was nice. I knew that that was going to happen. You know, one thing I noticed, though, is um, Pacioretty. He didn't look too engaged. He wasn't really... He looked, like, bothered by it, kind of. A guy was just drinking water like a machine, kind of horking on the ice. I think it was more of a nervous thing, and he kind of... I guess maybe he was trying to stay focused. Maybe. I don't know. I just found it... I'm not going to say disrespectful. I found it weird, a little awkward. Yeah. I don't think he... I think he has some bad blood. Yeah. And what, I, I think he does. What about the pregame comments? Um. Yeah, about the trade. I th- again, I don't think that's... To tell you the truth, I don't think he straight up asked for a trade, but we spoke about it in on the certain, podcast before. Remember, words. he said that we we said that his agent was kind of peeking around in Florida to see if they yeah. were interested, and there was other things that I think he did that made them seem made it seem like he wanted out of town. Maybe he didn't come. There was a heated argument. He said there was a heated argument between the two parties. Yeah. So, but I just think I just don't want. I don't think they should speak about it anymore. It's done. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Yoel Armia out six to eight weeks. That's rough. Yeah, that hurts, man. That's He's hurt. playing pretty good, but uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. Tell uh, Shea Weber to, you know, hurry up. Give him some uh, serum. <laughs> <laughs> that deer antler. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> carrying on, David Schlemko returned from injury Saturday night and starts again tonight. Yeah, he looked good. He looked, he looked good. good. He looked yeah, solid. He looked good. I, steady. I was, yeah, he actually, he's, he's picking up where he left off in the, in the preseason. He had yeah. a pretty good preseason. So looks steady. Hopefully um, he can uh, keep that up. Former Hab, Steve Bejan, finally gets his high school diploma. Hey! Yeah! Get some claps for Steve. Out of boy, Steve. Better late than never. Yeah, exactly. Congrats, Gives Steve. hope to everybody, yeah, eh? Me too. I'm thinking about going back to it. <laughs> um, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> uh, Shea Weber traveling with the team. He's taking clappers and practicing with a regular jersey. Hey, yeah. now that, if anything deserves a clap, that deserves a clap. Yes. yes. We need Shea. My we boy. need him back. What do you think? I mean... Timeline. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 th- it's look like when was he expected just before Christmas, right? Yeah. I think like kind of like late December. I think that that's what they were looking yeah. at. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think he might come back a little, like, I don't want him to rush it, but I think his, he's healing up very fast. He's not like your typical older guy. He's a machine. So I think he's going to come back. A week or two earlier, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, they're saying, I think there was a report saying that he probably could end up coming back end of November, first week of December. Yeah, that's what it's like. That's great news. I mean, let's just let him heal up, and I can't wait to see him back in the lineup. Yeah. All right, that's all we got for now. Today's song of the day is The Beatles, Hello, Goodbye. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. 
Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit Rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us for further details and information regarding this unique marketing opportunity. Welcome back to the show, Lizzie. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Not too much on a lovely Tuesday evening. Yeah. 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 Obviously, this is, out. this is not our regular uh, scheduled day, but, you know, got to make it happen. Life, life gets in the, the way sometimes. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think a lot has happened since you've been gone or since we've been gone, but... Um, I want to start with Thomas Plakanich. Pla- Tomas. Tomas Plakanich. Plakanich. Okay, first of all, wh- how did you guys pronounce Thomas Plakanich? Was it Plakanich or Plakanich? It's actually Plakanichs. Okay. Plakanichs. Plakanichs. Like what about you? End. What about you? Yeah, I, I like the the French version of it. You know? Plakanichs. Yeah. <laughs> Not Plakanich? Because I've heard some people say Plakanich. Yeah. I'm sure there's a totally <laughs> different pronunciation. And we're all very wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, we <laughs> should call him up. It happens my, all the time. My dad like butchers his name all the time. <laughs> like he, it's like he. I honestly think you know those people that like call you and like don't even try to pronounce your last name. So my dad pronounces it <laughs> Plasank. <laughs> Plasank. That's yeah. really bad. Yeah. I, every time he says it, I'm like, literally, read the letters. Like, they're right Plus there. Plus, the guy's like been on the team for so long. Yeah. Like, had a long time to figure this one out. <laughs> Plasank. Yeah, it's brutal, man. <laughs> Tommy Plasank. <laughs> what a stud. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's the end of him. But um. So how do you feel about the decision that management made? Let's start with that. Um, I, I like the decision. I think it's a, it's a, it's a fair time to say goodbye. I feel like in my mind, uh, I feel like he kind of is the last piece of that last era. I mean, I know price is kind of in the middle there, but I think it's, we're all good to kind of move forward with this new style of play. And, you know, we have a lot of really good young talent and a lot of people in the farm system too. So I think there's a lot of room to kind of move towards this whole new NHL, getting faster, more skilled. Um, And, you know, I think as fans, we all appreciate what he's done and how he's stayed so, you know, I want to, I guess, passionate towards the franchise and the team. But his time has come, and I'm I'm good with saying goodbye. Gibby? Yeah, I think the decision made was, it was a proper decision. It's a good decision. Um, I think the way they, they went about it was kind of wrong. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of weird for me. Like I get it. They let him play out his a thousandth game, but you sign him to a one-year contract and then you kind of go back on the one-year contract and just 
basically force him into retirement. Well, not force him because he agreed to it. I get it. Like, I don't know. It's I get it. They're going a different route, but you should have known this route from the beginning in the off season. So you should have just been like, you know what, bud? We love you, but we're not going to re-sign you. And now everybody's just brokenhearted. Yeah, yeah, but like you said, the 1,000 game, I think that's a, that was important. I think that was important for both parties. Yeah, but at that, the same time, maybe they what you mean is like he wanted to play. So maybe if they made an agreement, prior. Uh, say like, hey, we're just going to play you for this. But I mean, nobody is going to do that. Um, I think there's a little bit of roster mismanagement involved that forced – Bergevin's hand. Maybe he just yeah, didn't expect too. all these guys to. There's a lot of young guys that he's just like, hey, we. I don't want to get rid of them. Maybe he didn't expect all these guys yeah. to perform this well. So I think there's a little bit of roster mismanagement. Let's let's not let's not overlook that. That's there for sure. But I think that I think it's the right thing to do. I mean, it yeah. sucks the way it happened. I would. I wish that he played his 1,000th game as a hab because, you know, he was only, what, six or seven away, something like that. So, I mean, it'd be – because he played some with the Leafs, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, so I wish that he played his 1,000th game as a hab as well and reached that milestone. But uh, I think overall it's the right decision. People can't complain about this because everybody's been crying for the youth movement. And now mm-hmm. I hear people talking about, oh, well, Placanich is better than some like Pekka or he's, he can do a better job than these kids. Well, that's the whole point of having kids. You got to let them fight through the errors or else they're right. never going to learn. If we just keep putting Placanich back in that spot, how are these kids going to improve? So yeah. in that sense, it's the, I think it's the right decision. Yeah. Going back on your... Uh roster mismanagement. I think one of the biggest surprises was Kotkaniemi. Yeah. And that, I think, I think so that too. kind of yeah. forced the for, forced uh, the hand for Bergeron. Yeah, to kind that's of let, a great, great point. I think yeah. that that's and, the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, you know, again, I, I've said this before, but I think a lot of what's happened with this team part, maybe part on Bergeron, but a little bit of luck too. So mm-hmm. again, I didn't think he expected all of these guys to perform the way they have. And so, yeah, I think there was some mismanagement, but at the same time, I kind of like that he's able to adapt and kind of go with it and not stick to his usual, you know, put the kids back and let the old guys play because I think that's kind of where the Habs have been historically. We saw it a lot with Galchenyuk, and that's kind of ran us into other problems. So I'm okay with the fact that he's kind of letting these kids play, and if that means he's owning up to some mistakes he's made, I'm, I'm fine with that, too. Yeah, and I think, like you said, Colt Kaniemi is one, and Max Domi is another. Yeah, right? right. Exactly. Like, who would have thought that our center position would be this... I'm not going to say this good, but yes, it has been good. It has mm-hmm. been serviceable. They're winning, and nobody thought that the center position was going to be this good. So it's definitely... I think Plikanich was an insurance policy for sure, and it sucks yeah. that we had to let him go, but it is the right move, and he understands it too. And I wonder if there's a little bit of that with maybe some injury thing too, right? Like I know they said he had some back stuff going on, so... Yeah, but the funny thing is, is when he answered that question, he said, uh, they're like, what was the injury? He's like, uh, I think uh, lower back. <laughs> he doesn't even know what his own injury is. I think is. it was a lower back issue. I don't know. You picked from a hat Damn. and they told me, okay, go with this one. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Does uh, Alzner have a lower back injury? I hope so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope a permanent back issue. Okay, so, I mean, we kind of touched on what we thought about him being here. What do you guys want to see happen next for, for Tom, Tomas? Um, 
I don't know. I wish him the best. I think that he, I don't know. I can see him being back in Montreal in some kind of a management slash coaching slash some other rule. I, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I know he wants to head back home and be with his family. And if that's what's in his cards, then great. But um, I, I don't know. I can, I can see him. I think that he means a lot to the franchise and um, I know that, a lot of people didn't like how the whole ending was handled, but I think he's a pretty professional guy and see where it goes. Maybe he can work in the uh, turtleneck distributing factory and <laughs> hey, yeah. keep that alive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Lizzie. I think next up for him, he's going to head back to Czech Republic, uh, play a couple of years, maybe one or two years there, spend time with the family. Well, his family is, is in Montreal. They grew up there. The kids go to school there, so... So no, like his family I mean, is there. I mean, like his not like immediate you mean, family. Like you mean like, like his his favorite uncle? Yeah, his favorite <laughs> uncle, uh, Tomas. His other is <laughs> Tomas. He, he's senior. actually a junior. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see him come back and be a part of the the Habs organization in some shape or form, whether it be yeah. advisor role, assistant coach, acting as the mentor for the young centers, whatever. Um, honestly, anything because, like Lizzie said, he's such a big piece of the franchise. Yeah. And everybody loved him, and even around the league, everybody respected him. He, he, he could go down as one of the better shutdown centers in our generation. Yeah, I think so. I think what would have made that press conference so much better is if they announced right away that he's taking a role in like the organization, yeah. you know, like yeah. a Frankie Bouillon type yeah. situation. He, he wanted to go. He still well, wants like to play. I, like though. they should bring him on as a, a as a faceoff coach because yeah. we stink at faceoffs, yeah. and he's probably the best guy. So that's what we would have liked. But you can see he still got some game left. He still loves the game of hockey. He wants to play. So I respect that too. But at the same time, I respect him because he said, yeah, I want to retire as a Montreal Canadian. So he won't play in the NHL anymore. And I think that the same thing happened with Markov wasn't as smooth, obviously, but kind of took similar paths. Yeah. At least, yeah. at least uh, Mark Bergevin learned from his mistake with Markov and he did it the right time this time. <laughs> yeah. The right way yeah. this time. Another guy, well, another, yeah, kind of, <laughs> a little bit. So this guy Getting has been better. under, under the spotlight, Mr. Carey Price. Now our fantasy hockey league kind of brought this up, but we were going to talk about it anyway. I mean, of course, how could we avoid this topic? Is Carey Price broken or is he a victim of a terrible defense? Lizzie. I think Carey Price is a victim of playing in Montreal <laughs> And this guy knows it better than anybody. He's been through it before. Um, I, I think I, I'm personally very upset about what I'm seeing on social media. I think it's a little bit ridiculous, to be honest. My dad was away on business last week, so he wasn't really watching any games. But he actually called me, and he's like, what the hell is going on with Price? Like, why am I hearing all this stuff? And I'm like, honestly, there's been a f few goals that I think he really probably should have had. But... Other than that, the de like, look who's playing in front of him. And every goal he's letting in, the defense has completely collapsed. And goalies go through that. They have a bad game. They have a bad two, three games. Some of the best goalies in the world have gone through that. And I think that, especially considering he's shown a lot of his Carey Price greatness early on, I don't, I don't think this is really warranted. I know that people are saying it's fair to call it out when they see it. I get that. But look around the league at the other goalies and tell me that there's not one goalie who hasn't struggled and had a few bad games. So, again, I think, of course, there's a 
defense thing. I don't think this is Carey Price being broken. Um, and I think that fans need to chill out a bit and just realize that this is what happens. And he's, we, I know we think that he's superhuman, but he got to take a break on the guy every once in a while. So. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Carey, he's not broken. I honestly personally think he's having some major confidence issues. And people might be like, oh, it's not like the whole confidence issue isn't a thing. Honestly, it is a thing. Confidence, it goes a long way, I swear. Like, growing up, I played a lot of baseball. And if I had a bad start pitching or had a bad game hitting or fielding, the next game I was worried about making the mistakes. It was D-ball. Yeah, it was D-ball. How did you do that hit? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, So I was worried about making mistakes, disappointing my coaches, whatever the case may be. And that's Kerry's issue right now. He cares so much about this team. You can see it in his play. He's so worried about disappointing his, his team, um, his management. He's worried about making mistakes or l- allowing a bad goal. I just feel like he's so on edge and just so off his game. And so far, he's just so far gone in his own head. Um, now, don't get me wrong. The, like the defense, they haven't helped him at all. They're absolutely brutal. And the defense should be trying to bail out Kerry for all the times yeah. Kerry bailed us out over the years. Um, but I, I feel like the issue is definitely there with him, not just the defense. I think it's like a 70% carry, 30% defense. Really? Wow. Yeah. Again, with, again I, with the heart oh, wow. Man, That's confidence, guys, confidence oh. goes a long way. That's once, a little harsh. Guy, no, man, because once your confidence is gone, the mechanics of, of, of your position is just gone. You, like, you have yeah, no idea here, what you're Carey doing. Price has developed some thick skin by this point. Like, this guy's had a rough go in Montreal. Like, I don't know. You can, you, can, back. you can see him down on himself okay, a lot. Okay. For sure. I think it's hard not to be, but... I don't know. I think okay, and I think I think it's both to, to be the tr- to be honest with you. Like it is both. I think that definitely the terrible defense has not helped. But you've seen Carey Price be good early in games and make big saves, and then the defense yeah. lets him down. So I think it, it's really how the game scripts have been going sometimes, where it's just like yes, there's sometimes where you expect him to make those big saves, but he's already let in three. And that will affect the confidence in that specific game, especially if you let in a couple. You know how it is for a goalie. Usually you let in one or two, and and they just keep coming, right? That's how it is with a goalie. So I think that confidence in that sense is probably affecting him. But I I think it's more of a game-to-game thing. I don't think it's like a full-picture thing. I just feel like when he's not playing his best – the defense is not there to pick him up, ever. So I think that's what's really affecting him. And, you know, another thing is, it's just like, he's not the only goalie struggling right now. Yeah, no. Holby, if you look around the league, a lot of Tuka Rask. Tuka. The, the, there's goalies complaining about the new equipment. There's, I really think that these goalies are really struggling to adjust to the new NHL, the speed. It's fast. Plays happen quicker. Guys are shooting quicker. It's just like everything is a lot faster, and I feel like goalies are still adjusting. So I think it's a little bit of both. You've seen some, some of the collapses in, in front of Carey Price. It's just like sometimes he has no chance to even set. And once I feel like lately, once one or two gets by him, especially an early one or one that he thinks he should have, could have had, then I think he gets in his own head. And that you can see right now. He, he, he doesn't have that fight in him where if he lets in two, he's like, you know what? I'm going to shut the door for the rest of the game. He doesn't have that right now. 
So I think I think it's a little bit of both. The defense is not helping him, but at the same time, he's not locked in and saying, listen, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to steal this game. I just I haven't seen that focus from him. I haven't seen that in his mechanics. It's it's yeah. a little it's a literally a little bit of both, but I think that everybody needs to stick by him. Yeah. The fans, I think I, Yeah. Go ahead. I think Carey Price is he he is a very emotional guy and we've seen that he wears his heart on his sleeve. You know when he's had a bad game, you know when he's pissed off. You, like it's very he's very expressive and even in just his facial expressions you can just see it and you know like I said I think he's been through this. He's knows what the fans are like. He knows what the media is like. He's not new to this and he's not a rookie in that. So I I'm not worried. I think he'll battle through. I think he'll overcome it and again I think that Defense needs to be bailing him out and supporting him and being the ones to say, like, look, we were just not good enough on that play and we totally lost our man and that's what happened. Yeah, and I think the team stands behind him. Like, nobody's yeah. blaming him. The team knows. As no. long as they know, I mean, I just wish that the fans would understand a little yeah. bit more. They're on him too much. And but, I mean, but you know how Habs fans are. They are looking, they always need something to complain about. So if the forwards are playing well and then they got to look somewhere else, right? That's just how, that's how we are as Habs fans. We're very passionate. And so we're always going to look for something to. Yeah. And the Bronx cheer. On. I'm going to ask you guys about the Bronx cheer. Like, come on, that, that was <laughs> unacceptable. Man. <laughs> to Bronx cheer a guy who has literally bailed us out so many times, who has literally masked yeah. all our issues over the past years. Like the Bronx cheer is just such a disrespectful thing. I, I, and brutal. I, I tweeted about it. I said, <laughs> so, I, someone that is struggling with confidence needs the reassurance that, his fans are behind him, and that that little despicable gesture, I feel like it goes to show some of our fans just aren't behind him, and truly, I, I truly feel like they aren't really fans. Yeah. Yeah, it's the wor- that's the worst thing you can do. And, and another thing that's happening is, is the contract. Is it fair? Oh, yeah. do you, is it fair, you think? Is it fair game to bring up the contract? Because I think that's what the issue is. A lot, if he wasn't making that kind of money, I don't think that this would be the biggest problem. So, Lizzie, is it fair to put the contract in play? No, it's absolutely not fair because I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. There are many, many, many teams around the league who would be happy to give Carey Price that contract. So, good goalies are very hard to come by. And we're lucky to have them. And I don't know. I think that it's uh, like, you can't, that's not how it works. You, you give a guy a contract cause he's earned it and he's earned his right to that money. And he's earned the right to be there. I think he earned it. And I don't think it's fair to Bronx cheer him because you think that, you know, you're, he's making that kind of money. So he's not entitled to have a bad game or a bad few games. It's ridiculous. Now, Okay, I'm a believer that a contract has the relevance to be brought up to a, about a player to a certain extent. Like, when a player underperforms, that's the first thing that's going to obviously be looked at. Like, look at a guy like David Dernay. Guy, honestly, <laughs> he was a third-line center at best, but he was making so much money, and I wasn't able to get past the fact that that yeah, small, simple Yeah, but did he earn factor. that money? Did he? Yeah, he did, did. He, he was okay. To... He did. He wasn't. No, too bad. he didn't earn that money, man. He's a he first line center. That. No, he well, how didn't. How much earn was he making? Money. How much was David Deharnay making? Like four mil? I think he was no, making five, five point five. And so then... you don't think filling in as the default number one center, he didn't earn his five? No, no, he didn't. He didn't Not at for all. For a second. Okay. So <laughs> now to that, like that's what I mean. Like to bring, like you bring that up in that aspect. I think it is valid. And don't get me wrong. I think price is vastly overpaid. 
I think he is very, very overpaid. You look at a guy like Rene, who is making 5.5 next year, right? As compared, yeah. and he, he's he's a top five goalie compared to to Price. So I, I just I feel like you can bring it up, but to a certain extent, you it's it's kind of stupid. So I don't know. I sorry, I'm laughing in the background here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I think like literally, like it is fair game because. Uh, but again, this is like you just brought up. This is nothing new. Montreal's been picking on this stuff forever. David Darnay, I guess you guys feel like he didn't earn it. Not uh, a chance. Scott Gomez, man, Scott Gomez, come on, the guy scored like one goal. One goal. Yeah, like, like the guy. Yeah, the guy scored like one, Yeah, right. <laughs> and and he was making like seven million a year. Yeah. Right. Um, there yeah, was but whole... look at his contract. He he got the contract because of his past performances. That's so did, true. So did Carey Price. No, I know that, but you're like you just brought up David Darnay and then made. You know what I mean? I understand. So that's why maybe yeah. that maybe uh, David Darnay is not a good example N- no. because he got it before it's, his performances. Right. Where, where Gomez got paid for the past, it blew up in his face. Um, another guy, Carey Price, got paid for the past, blew up in his face. This is like I've said this well, last year too. That's a little early. It's on not. Stage, yeah, it's, it hasn't okay. blown up I his know, face yet. I know. I know. I know. But I'm just saying that's what it's looking like right yeah. now. Now. It, when I sometimes when you look at this, you think like, "Wow, this is this could be like uh, Roberto Luongo when he signed that big deal, and then he just sucked. Nobody wanted and, to trade him, and then he kept he saying, my contract, sucks, <laughs> my contract sucks.' I yeah. hope that that's not the case. But I, you know, I don't like the fact that fans are using it. But at the same time, sometimes you just like when you pay a guy ten million dollars a year, you expect him to win you games sometimes, and. We're not expecting Carey Price to make all the saves, but for example, that overtime, like, you know, make that save. There's a couple times where he needs to come up big, and I think there's no way night in and night out he's going to be the $10 million guy on the ice. In that position, the way the league is going with all the scoring, it's impossible. But when you're making that money, he needs to come up big once in a while, just like the goalies we've played. But but that's fair, but I think that, because he's a goalie, he gets a little bit different. He gets held to a little bit of a different standard than we might hold a, a forward or a center, somebody who's expected to score a lot of goals. Because you see goal scorers around the league who are being paid lots of money and then go through, you know, long goal droughts and aren't scoring goals. And everyone's, you know, the contract, the contract. Right. But it, when, when it's a goalie and he's that one guy, it's a lot more magnified, right? And people, because every mistake he makes is much more magnified than any other player on the ice Correct, on any yeah. given night. No, you make a great so point. So it's a little bit, It's that's that's why I'm just saying, you know, he earned it over a long period of time to look at it and magnify the last five games. Sure, maybe he doesn't, he's on a $10.5 million goalie, but again, like, what is he capable of? Do we think he's never going to play well again? I don't think so, yeah. but maybe I'm wrong. I, so. I agree with you. I think that, like, it's the big picture. Like, give him a chance to redeem himself. It's really the big picture. Like you said, goal scorers go through droughts. Goalies go through droughts. It's the big picture. Can he put it together and really his end-of-the-year numbers or if we make the playoffs how he does, that's really what will determine. Right. right? Yeah. And, and, and it's the playoffs again. Like, you talk about Pecorino. Okay, well... He didn't win the cup, right? So yeah, and he <laughs> wasn't that. It wasn't good. It he actually, they <laughs> he, wasn't, say, he wasn't good enough. They right? say like, that actually, he was probably one of the reasons why they lost that series because he wasn't good enough. So right, his, but he's so, not getting paid like he's good enough. And you look at Carey Price, who has single-handedly won us playoff, you know, series before. Like he has single-handedly <laughs> brought us to places. Well, he's brought us to I the playoffs. Think... I wouldn't say that his playoff 
uh, performances have been that great. He's been okay. Mm-hmm. Like Halak was amazing for us that one year. I think his playoffs. Oh, wow. I think his playoffs <laughs> were mediocre to good. Really? Yeah. Average. I don't think it wasn't like anything spectacular. I don't know. I think if you looked at the teams that were in f- the players in front of him, he. Yeah, I guess for the Habs teams that he has. And that's another thing that people overlook is he's carried this team for a long time. Now I think it's time that they give a little bit back to him. And, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously what is happening now is unacceptable. But but everybody needs to fix it. The team needs to do a better job of protecting him and then let him find his confidence, and I think everything will be okay again. At least least we're scoring goals. Last year, if if it was last year's team, it would be the same old thing. We're at least we're keeping us in games by scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about scoring goals, Andrew Shaw, he's really heating up. Um, (laughs) He's finding chemistry with Domi and Drew N. Is he the missing link to the second line? Has he been there the whole time? We just didn't know. Lizzie. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if you can use the word missing link. I think he's been good, but I think what I, what I look at more in that second line is is Max Domi. I have to give it to him. I know we talk about him a lot, but the guy is making every player that plays with him that much better. So I think that really speaks volumes and really shows a lot about the type of player he is and the type of leader he is as well. Um, I like the line. I think it, it's had some good looks. I Like I said, I think... Max Domi's bringing everyone he plays with to that next level. Um, Shaw's been great. He's been battling hard, and I have to give credit where credit's due. I'm not a big Andrew Shaw fan. I never really have been, but I like it so far. Yeah, I love Shaw. I never spoke yeah. any any <laughs> poor. I, de- no, I never yeah, spoke yeah, poorly no. against him. His <laughs> noggin, it's completely intact. There's absolutely nothing, <laughs> nothing wrong with him. He's the best player ever. Actually, you guys chirped uh, Gibby and somebody else chirped Shaw. They said they hated him. And then remember when he came back from injury or yeah, whatever? no, never. And you're never like, why did is that. he in the lineup? And then he came out and like scored a goal, or he was had an amazing game. No, I never did that. <laughs> no, but in all, in all seriousness, whoa! In all seriousness. Jeez, I'm having a rough go. Um, I think the Shaw factor on that line actually adds a little extra grit to them. Um, I don't think it'll be a fix in the long run. I think it's just something that is working right now. And for now, you just kind of go roll with it until it goes stale. And, um, yeah, I think you really you need to find another line mate that, like, will be solid throughout. I honestly think Lekkonen will fit. I think he needs to make the jump on there. And, yeah, hopefully that eventually happens. Lekkonen is but just, for now, man, such a relentless forechecker. His forechecking is amazing. Like, he creates yeah. so much. Yeah. But he's good with Kotka right now. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think eventually you have Lekkonen jump up. But for now, we're just going to roll with Shaw. I, I like the line. I think this is, the, this is Andrew Shaw. This is where he has made his money you know what i mean he, no the playoffs he, is where he made well his money. but also i mean i feel like <laughs> and I, a Stanley Cup. he has yeah. he has the ability to play up and down the lineup that's one thing that he does well but i think where he fits in the best is on a second or third line i don't think he's a fourth line player anymore he, he doesn't look productive on the fourth line i think that this is where he fits well i think he's a third line i'm guy. not saying that he's the answer i still think that if we're going to get rid of a player to make room it's going to be him. I still think it should be him, and I think you should sell him while, while the stock is high. I still think yeah, that he, he should be the guy that we should get rid of. I think that this, you mm-hmm. should use this good play to their advantage. I think that he's fitting good in the line, though, right now, and, I mean, if this keeps going the way it is, 
I don't see a problem with keeping it. But at the same time, this is a, a guy that you're building up and hopefully you're building trade value for because I think if there's somebody you're going to trade, it should be him. So that's how I really feel about it. But, hey, it's good. Like you said, ride it out. Keep riding it, riding it till the wheels fall off. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and we know they will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we hey, he took a Sorry. couple big hits. He bounced back. Sorry. He, you know. um, all right, now time for the Fantasy League question of the week. And this came from the Fantasy League. So. Yeah, so we're, what we're going to be doing is once a week. I'm going to uh, take a question from our question fantasy from league. our fantasy league. So this one comes from Mike. R- I, I'm going to butcher this R- rash rashly, aka how you drew in from our league. Um, he said, if the Habs stay winning or, and are in the playoff mix come deadline, do they adjust the plan or is the long term not important? Lizzie, what do you think? Well, are, are we saying the plan is, is this? rebuild on the fly kind of thing yeah kind of still rebuild so basically kind of still stockpile yeah okay um i hope and pray that they stick with the plan um i don't see us winning a stanley cup this year so i mean you never know but i don't see it so yeah i would really hope that bergevin doesn't just kind of get really excited like he sometimes does and flip-flop on what his plan actually is or if he even has one I still am not convinced but it seems like he kind of does so I'm hoping he sticks with it I think it would be really silly to move any of our young assets to try and like trade for some rental piece or something um because I think clearly what we're seeing is success with building that you know young core and developing these guys they seem to like each other play well together it seems to be um some real potential so Please, God help me, do not screw that up for a second or first round exit. Yeah. Thank what, you. What about you? <laughs> Honestly, I'm I, I want to stand pat, but I think the only thing I'd say we could go for, and I highly doubt this will come at deadline, but if it were to come at deadline for cheap as a rental player, but not really a rental player, just acquire him and then sign him type of thing. Um I'd really like to acquire a young left-handed D-man around the age of 25, 26, like a Cam Fowler type guy, Aldi Mata type guy to solidify that bottom four. What about uh, Penny's brother uh, out there in Pittsburgh? Jamie Alexi- Alexia. <laughs> Penny's brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd like to solidify that bottom four pairing because hopefully by then you have Weber back and bearing any injuries. We'd actually have a very solid defensive lineup. They would look left-handed D, Weber, Riley, Petrie, Mete, Ouellette, Jolson, and then you have Jordy Ben slotting in to rest the guys, and then Alsner in exile. Um, <laughs> Maybe I like, we can move Alsner. Yeah, from yeah, what? Alsner's got to go to deadline, <laughs> Like, we can't even move him for pucks. It'd probably be like <laughs> ringette rings or something. I don't know. Horseshoes. Yeah, or horseshoes. I don't know. I, I like our offense. Uh, I like how it's looked, minus a few things, um, like our fourth line. But I think hey, no, they've been good. They've okay, been they've been up better. and down. They've been up and down. But I think down the line we'll figure it out. I think having Sherback jump in for Armia is a thing that needs to happen. And honestly, I think everything just needs to will eventually slowly fall into place. Um, other than the left-handed D, I don't really think we really need to touch our lineup. Stand pat, and if we don't do well down the line, keep our draft picks and draft and develop all the young kids. Yeah, if you look at the lineup, too, I mean, you got one UFA. 
Jordy Ben is the only UFA. Yeah, thank God. Right? Everybody else <laughs> is a couple years away. The rest are all RFAs. You got Nikita Sherbacks in RFA, Lekkonen's RFA, Augustino, Houdon, all RFAs. Mm-hmm. Mike Riley's a RFA, Wallet's a RFA. So that's pretty much, you got Jordy Ben. That's your UFA. So, I mean, if there's anybody you want to get rid of, it's probably him if it comes down to selling. But who else are you really going to sell? I mean, it's Carl, Carl Alsner. You only got a couple depth defensemen. To, to sell at that point. So there's no, no no reason to get off the path. I think you can just stand pat and just go with what you have. Don't lose anything. Yeah. And if you could trade, I wouldn't... I don't like the idea of going for the left-handed defenseman, but I think if you do look at the prospect pool, I mean, that's something that you could say they need. Right? They don't really have too many young guys there. Left-handed? Yeah, no, too many we, young we guys. don't really have. We have Especially a lot of right-handed. After D. losing our buddy Gustav or Olaf Gustafsson, <laughs> Gustav Olafsson, right? So <laughs> okay. we, we 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 lost him. You don't really have too many young left-handed D men coming through the pipeline. So if if the right deal is there, if and if we could get rid of some of these wingers, maybe with a prospect and get the left-handed defenseman, I'm not totally against it, but it really all depends what situation we're in. I don't want to sell the future just for a yeah. guy who, who could be a second-pair guy. Yeah, you don't yeah. – no, don't sell the future. I'm saying if he can come cheap because he's a UFA. And never comes cheap. Whatever. But um, again, if it's somebody who can potentially actually stay with the team in the long thing. run, if it's that's just what I a mean. Stupid rental piece, then forget it, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. But uh, come on, who we who you're not going to get a top left-handed defenseman at that time of year, right? I mean, it's you not going to happen. You never know. I still think you trade a couple, a couple. Uh, you know, what do you call it? Loose nut, loose bolts. Yeah. I guess trade a couple of those guys, collect a couple picks, and go with whatever you got, ride them to the playoffs, and let's see what they can do. That's the best way to do it if we're in that spot. And if we're not, then I think you can still do the same thing. You can sell a little bit more people. You got to find some a home for Alsner. I think Jordy Ben could go, and you decide if you're going to keep some of these other guys like Willette and Riley and your other RFAs. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, um, before we get into weekly sports picks, how the Habs going to do on this Western road trip? Lizzie. Good. <laughs> Good? What do you think? How, uh, many, how many points are we taking out? Um, so out of three, is, is it three? Are you counting the Washington as a Western trip? No. Okay, so three games. Three games, so six points. I'll say four. Okay. So, so a win... And two overtime losses, or <laughs> yeah, two I'm wins. gonna okay. say I'm gonna say two wins. Okay, Whoa, okay, yep, fair enough. What about you? I'm gonna say three points. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. I'm gonna I'm saying that they're gonna lose in regulation. They're gonna win one, and then they're gonna lose in overtime or shootout. Yeah, I could see I could see that happening. I think I'll be happy with three or four points here, minimum. Can't get two. Yeah, it's no. tough. Those are tough. Yeah, um, but we don't do well on these trips. Hopefully, this is a new, re-energized team, and we can see something different. Yeah, you know what time we it is a, now? We have a tough schedule. Yeah, we do. Uh, Thanks for interrupting. Now, you know what time <laughs> it is now, Gibby? Get out of here! You always interrupt. <laughs> what time is it, Lewis? Weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. All right, how did we do? Great. We all Amazing. did well. We all did well. <laughs> Um, I went one and one. Okay. 
Um, I got the Tampa Bay. Actually, no, I went one, one and one. Sorry. Sorry. I got the extra point. So, uh, the Tampa Bay, New York game, New York Islanders, I picked Tampa Bay 4-2. They won 4-2. Vancouver versus Buffalo. I chose Vancouver 2-1. They lost 4-3 to Buffalo. Lizzie went one and one. She got the Vancouver-Boston game right. They won 8-5, Vancouver. Um, The Columbus-New York Rangers game, you took Columbus 3-1. They lost 5-4. Mr. Lewis went one and one. Uh, I got nervous after the first guy lost. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was going to be a brutal one. Um, Yeah, you took Washington 5-2 the first game against Columbus. Columbus ended up winning 2-1. And then the one that surprised me was the Arizona-Washington. You took Arizona 4-2. Arizona won 4-1. Hey, Alex Galchenyuk and the yeah. Yotes are so, on fire. So now Gibby and Lewis are tied 7-7-1 with that extra point. Lizzie's still in the lead at 8-6. Just one Those point separating. Yeah, slow and steady. <laughs> we're, ahead, we're like... See, I played the mind game with you. You don't... Like, you didn't... I let, know. I you said you were picking did. easy ones. I, I, I said you were picking easy ones. See, I know what I'm doing, guys. This is why I won last year with Lewis. I did the exact same thing. All right. What's your picks? Um. Okay. I'm taking Edmonton. I'm taking two Saturday night games. Um. I'll take Edmonton 5-2. Mm-hmm. They're playing Calgary, and I will take the Sens to beat Pittsburgh three to two, and I'm gonna yeah three two. See, I'm not picking easy ones anymore. Yeah, see, but I'm in your head now. <laughs> now I'm That's it. Lose. I'm in your head. Um, yeah, I'll take my picks. Uh, so New Jersey versus Philly, I'm taking Philly three one. Um, Buffalo versus Minnesota, Minnesota three nothing. Those are wow. I always do Thursday, Thursday, Thursday Saturday. Saturday, just for the for the people to okay. understand. I'm taking Vegas at home to beat St. Louis. What day is that? That's on Friday, the 16th. Okay, okay I'm taking Vegas to win four to two, and then on Saturday, I'm taking New Jersey to beat Detroit. Detroit. I was looking at that one. Detroit, Detroit. and they're gonna beat them five three. Fair enough. All right. So that's all we got for now. Let's enjoy this uh, game, uh, the Western trip, and we'll talk to you next week or in two weeks, Lizzie. Enjoy the games. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Rocket Sports Media. Be sure to visit allhabs.net to gain access to our podcasts and articles from all of our team members. Also, download the Sunspot app. Don't you want to know what the next hot app is going to be? Well, here it is. Download the Sunspot app. Create a room, invite your friends, and join the journey as this turns global. Sunspot, connecting people with creators. Listen is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, 
and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Back at it again. We're back. We're back. We're back. Hi. Back at it again. Yeah. It's Lewis and Gibby and friends. We don't really have friends. It's just us two and well, Lizzie now. Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, time for uh, the goat and the donkey of the week. Who's it going to be, Gibby? My goat of the week is Thomas Tata. Is he? Yes. You don't he say. Is. He is. Tata! Tata! Thomas! Tata! <laughs> so I had a couple of my Tell buddies... Tell me more. Tell me more. I had a couple of my buddies actually say that I kind of looked like that kid. But anyways, um, man, last Saturday... The Habs, as you all know, they played against the Vegas Knights. The return of Maximilian Pacioretty. Other side of the deal was Thomas Tatar. He, the uh, forgotten one. The forgotten one. Um, he scored the game-winning goal against his former team. Just add insult to injury. So he is my goat because he's able to score the goal against his old team, while also behind all the drama behind Max Pacioretty. But I'm going to give a baby goat to the cameraman who instantly went to face, went to the face of Patches, who looked so disappointing after the goal. Yeah. It was perfect. He it was, was perfectly he was, timed. He was hyped in that game. Yeah, he, he had a lot of energy. But yeah, Thomas Tatar and the cameraman, you guys are my goat and the baby goat. All right. That was a pretty good choice. <laughs> My goat of the week is Henrik Lundqvist. Henrik Lundqvist tied Jacques Plante for seventh place in the all-times wins list. This guy is the ageless wonder, man. I mean, he's keeping a bottom feeder team pretty competitive night in and night out. We already know he's the George Clooney of hockey. Henrik Lundqvist. He is the George Clooney of hockey. I've told you this many times. I still think Price is a better looking And he continues to show why he'll be remembered for a long time in this game. And he had a great week. That's a great accomplishment. He is my goat of the week. (laughs) Donkey time. Donkey time. So we're going to get Lizzie back on and we're going to ask her who's the better looking goalie. Ah, She might be biased though. We're going to need to have a non-Habs person. Okay, fair enough. So my goat... Oh, sorry, my donkey of the week is William Nylander. Billy Goat. Oh, Billy. <laughs> Billy. Well, when are you going to smarten up and realize your worth, bud? The most recent rumor going around is that he rejected a deal similar to Pasternak, which is six-year 40 mil. 
let's just put this into perspective, okay? Here, you have Pasternak, who is a 35-goal scorer the past two years. And he's looking to repeat again. He's got 16 goals already through 17 games. So that right there is telling for 6.5 mil. You get a consistent 30-goal scorer. So I did the average points. I ended up adding all their points to, and then dividing it by their seasons. Both came out to 45-point getters, okay? But realistically, the average, because in their first couple game in the first couple seasons it kind of some played Nylander played less games than 82 or whatever so let's be realistic let's put into perspective that they're probably 55 to 65 points per season but Nylander hasn't scored more than 25 goals so I'm giving more value to Pasternak basically Billy is a donkey simply because he and his agent value themselves way too high and above Pasternak which is baffling to me I think Nylander just has to take what he's given because he's hurting himself in the long run. Yeah, okay. So I kind of disagree a little bit. I, I, thought that, I think that he's doing the right thing, but hey, he's your donkey, not mine. Yeah. Mine is Le'Veon Bell. Bell. Le'Veon Bell decided to sit out the full season after sending out cryptic tweets all season. The guy was playing with fans' emotions, standing for the greater good. But then his old tweets resurfaced. And uh, I'm going to read those tweets for you. The tweet says, and I quote, If you could sit out a year of a sport you play and you're not injured or something else is present, pre preventing you to play, then you don't love it. And mm -hmm. what is he doing? Exactly that. So a part of me agreed with what he was trying to do but his execution was very poor, and uh, now he just looks like a big donkey, sitting out the whole season, missing out on that money, and uh, he's a donkey. Okay. All right. Now it's time for Fantasy Hockey Update. I All right, so we had a great week last week. Well, I did. I don't really. Yeah, you won too. So, grab my puck. Grab my Pekka ended up beating Rags to Riche ten one. Alsner's Alsers beat Montreal Rehab seven five. Team Domination ended up beating Hellborn Habitant six four. Attitude Era won eight four against Max Strowworld. <clears throat> I know what I'm drawing. Lost to Forever Canadians fan 8-3. Our own Girl Lafleur. We all got wins this week. Girl Lafleur beat Bergie's fourth liners 6-3. Our friend Pasta Primavera beat How You Drew in 8-5. So a couple good matchups here. <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> my, team, my team's not doing too good right now. I got I to gotta pick her up. Yeah, it's okay. We'll post uh, maybe sometime this week. We'll post uh, on Twitter the standings so far. Yeah, we'll yeah. post it up. Um, and people, uh, don't forget to go to uh, Gibby's uh, Mo Bro page. Yeah, he's guys, struggling, man. Yeah. He's stuck at a hundred dollars. Struggling. It's listen. I'm doing all right for myself. <laughs> yeah, okay? you need to get some more. It's my first year that I'm raising gotta, awareness. First of all, I can look at your face right now. There's. There's you're growing in your beard. You got to shave every no, day. No, man. Shave every day. No, and you I shave. Sh send updated listen, pics of the listen, duster. Listen, I shave ev every other day. I've shaved every day before, and I get razor burn and I get itchy and I get I got sensitive. You better skin. shave every day. Get the nair. 
You know what I mean? I just put some hair on your face and just outline the, the, no. the mustache. I got sensitive skin. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all we got for now. See ya later. Bye. Have a great time.